I was over in Ghana for roughly two weeks. And uh, it was a life-altering and life-changing uh, journey that I made, a journey for healing. It was a journey that was so needed in my life that I really, while I was over there in Ghana, I really just immersed myself in the culture, in the history, in the people. It was like they were so welcoming. I belonged there. I mean, I don't mean this saying it like it's cliche, but I didn't want to come back because in my mind, I knew I was right where I belonged at amongst people who welcomed me just because of me, just because of me. You didn't have to have money. You didn't have to have wealth. You didn't have to have power. You didn't have to have anything. All you had to do is just be you. And so being amongst the people of uh, Ghana, it taught me so much about who I am. Because for far too long in my life, I had always believed a certain thing about Africa that was told to me by America. And funny thing is that here it is, I was listening to America tell me about my people in Africa. And for much of my life, I was indoctrinated to believe what America was saying about Africa. <laughs> Islam, Rupa Bay, listen, beautiful, beautiful. I think that the glow and smile on my face tells the story of how elated I am, of how honored I am that I even had the opportunity to go back to the motherland, to experience the motherland, to experience the people of the motherland, the children. The children is just so magnificent, so smart. Those children. But even more is the fact that I went over there and I was embraced. I mean, when I say when I say embraced, I, I, I want everyone to understand that being embraced by your people is like at the top of the list of anything, right? Because it's so over here, it's so many of our people that don't embrace us that it's sad. So to go to Africa and be embraced by your people, man, that was the ultimate, man. That was the ultimate, to be embraced by my people, people that look like me, people that I came from. They didn't embrace me because I live in America with, where there's wealth at and things like that. They embrace me because they relate to me. They look like me. They see me in them and they see themselves in me. That's what was most important. 
So now I don't want to spill all the beans about Africa. My time in Ghana. I don't want to do that. Because if there's gonna be a part two, three, four, five, and and I'm gonna write, I'm gonna uh I have a documentary that I wanna come out with talking about my journey there, my trip. And so I don't want to spill the beans about. But I will say that the trip was a trip of a lifetime because I dreamed about going to Africa. I can remember back when I was eight and nine years old and I was in elementary school. And I'm sure some people can relate to what I'm about to say. And that movie Roots came out. That movie Roots came out. Y'all know the story of Roots. I'm not going to reiterate it. And so when after that movie came out, I always felt so connected. I knew that we were told falsehoods over here. We were being told a lie about who we were. We were being uh, indoctrinated with an Americanized way of thinking about Africa. An Americanized way of thinking about Africa is to look at Africa in the most dehumanizing and most demeaning way. We were being taught this in elementary school, high school, middle school. And so growing up, I just knew that there was something missing from me that I had to get back to. I knew it. And so I set out in my life to get back to where I belong. I wanted to get back to where I belong. It was a long journey. It, was, it took a long time. It took 50 years for me to get back there. 50 years. But I got back there. And when I got back there, it was like the children and my ancestors were waiting on me. They was waiting on me to get back there. They were waiting on me to get back there. And I came back. I came back there and I toured the slave dungeon where my ancestors were taken to these dungeons and placed in the prison cells that look exactly like the prison cells of today. They were placed in dungeons that look exactly like the prison cells of today. They were placed in isolation cells that look exactly like the prison isolation cells today. So, needless to say, that going over there and exploring those slave dungeons where my ancestors were kept and held hostage and warehoused for some time, two and three months, Sleeping in their own 
waste sleeping next to some of their brothers and sisters who may have already died or who was dying. But they had to sit there. They had to lay there in that in that dehumanizing manner. Because the slave owners and those slave holders wanted to break them. So they set them there just like that. They made them watch one another die. They made us watch as they attempted to extract life from our body, as they attempted to break our spirits, as they attempted to carve out our soul, as they attempted to rape the bodies of our women, rape the bodies of our men, ravaged the bodies of our little children. We had to sit and watch these traumatizing events play out right in our face every single day. And there was hundreds of thousands and millions and millions of Africans who were kidnapped from the motherland taken through these slave fortresses and dungeons, dehumanized, raped, broken, battered, beaten, thrown over the ship, thrown into the Atlantic Ocean, fed to the sharks. Some of them fought. Some of them fought a valiant fight for their freedom. But they could not match the guns that the devils had to wipe them out. They could not match the number of devils that were sent to destroy them. But my people tried. People tried. We are a valiant people. So there is nothing that they could ever do to destroy who we are. Because no man can take away the nature of a man. We are, we were, and we still is. The cream and crop of this planet Earth. The original people. We are that. We are the natives to this planet Earth. We are the Asiatics of this planet Earth. Not the Asians, but the Asiatics. The A-T-I-C-S represents nativity, the original. When the land was known as Asia, and so the original people of the land was Asiatic because, because we were the natives, the original people of this land, the Asiatics. And everybody came out of us. We traversed the entire planet. And when I went over to Ghana, when I went over to Ghana, 
I seen something that really caught my attention with respects to our history going way back into oblivion. I seen rocks and water and mountains and homes and people that just told me the story of a past that had no beginning. Of a past that had no beginning. Imagine that. I was on the motherland where it has a past that has no beginning. People cannot even put a number on how long we've been on this planet Earth. But I looked into the eyes of my brothers and sisters, those little children, those precious little children, and I could see a history so vast. I could see a history so full of greatness. I could see a history so full of genius. I could see a history so full of doctors and lawyers and 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 therapists and 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 teachers. I could see a history of astronomers and astrologers. I can see a history of electricians and watermen. I can see a history so great that no one. No one has been able to emulate or imitate the greatness of the African nation, of the African people. And so, as I sat, walked, and talked with those children, it was so life-altering and humbling because those children they still smile. Some of them don't even know the atrocities that has been visited upon that motherland. Some of them don't even know. But many of them know, have a general idea that I've talked to. They have a general idea that they don't even know. But they find a way to smile every day. They find a way to have fun every single day. They find a way not to get down on themselves every single day. And that was empowering for me. Because we over here in America, we find something to get down for. We find something to be depressed about. We find something to get stressed out about. We find something to stress one another out about. We find something to oppress one another about. We find things to cause disruption and disconnection between us. We find things. If we don't see it there, we are created. Because we have partaken in certain demonic acts that we don't even realize. If we don't see something that we're looking for in someone that's bad that we're looking for, we will create it. 
That's how demonic our thoughts become. Because we tear ourselves away from one another. But I'm here to tell you that over in Ghana, I didn't see anyone trying to tear themselves away from one another. I seen people coming together. I seen about 30 or 40 little babies all the way to like one and two years old, all the way up to the older and the elder men and women fishing. And all of them were a part of this same fit. They was pulling out a fishing net. They cast it out into the ocean and then all of them pulled. And all of them participated in the pulling of that net back to shore, with, which was full of fish. I witnessed that. I witnessed what family really looked like. I witnessed what love really looked like. I witnessed what non-judgment really looks like. I witnessed it. I seen it with my own eyes. I witnessed what children plan and being able to play and enjoy their lives as children. I witnessed what that looks like. Many people may never have the great experience that I experienced. And that's why I have to share this. Because this information is not meant for me to hold. My journey was not meant for me to hold. My journey was meant for me to share. Because it means nothing to me if I just hold on to it and don't share it with nobody. That means it couldn't have been that good. But when something is good, you want to share it with somebody. When you know you've had an experience in your life, that was life-altering and may help to mold, inspire, motivate, or construct the life of a community or someone in an in, uh, uh, individual, then you want to share something with them. I share with you everything, every emotion that I felt over in Africa. I shared a lot of tears, but I also shared a lot of fears. Let me say that again. I shed a lot of tears, but I also shed a lot of fears. Things that I had, in deep inside, had been scared of. Challenging myself to certain things. Scared to find out certain things. Scared that if I found out certain things, that I wouldn't know what to do with it. Scared to allow my mind to imagine. But I tell you, the experience that I had in Ghana was an experience that I cannot even articulate in words. It was an experience that I don't think that the sum of my life could even describe. It was so impacting to me 
that I've been back from Ghana for almost two weeks and I my body still feels like I'm on Ghanaian time. Like I'm still on Ghana time. Sleeping at a certain time, waking up at a certain time. It still feel like I'm in Ghana because my ancestors, my ancestors sent me, only sent me back here with a message. So my spirit is there. My spirit is there with my people, my ancestors. That's not to say I don't love the brothers and sisters over here, but I'm telling you what my ancestors telling me, what they're doing to me. And we all go through these type of thoughts and ideas and emotions when someone is pulling at you. And sometimes you don't know who it is, what it is, what it's about, what's the mission at hand. What's the purpose? So I'm here today to tell you that I think that through all the learnings that I gathered from over in Ghana, that the one learning that stands out most to me is that I am a representation over here of my people over there. And I must stand on that. I must promote the idea because here we are. As I said, told someone before, while I was there, I didn't see a drive-by. I didn't see a shootout. I didn't see robberies and armed robberies. I didn't see a car theft. Didn't see gang fights. I didn't see any of those things. All I seen was hospitality, brother and sisterhood. All I seen was family. All I seen was greatness. All I seen was potential. That's what stood out to me. And so, I know some people would like to hear some gory stories, you know, because us over here in America, we tend to thrive on drama. You know, you tell, I could tell, if I was telling you about a dramatic story of a fight that broke out and some people got shot up and, and got harmed and maimed and unalived and all that stuff, I will have so many viewers on here, it'd be crazy. I will have so many comments on here. It would be crazy. But because I'm not talk, telling you stories of drama and things like that, some people don't even feel it necessary or worthy to even log in. And guess what? I'm all right with that. Because the truth hurts, especially when you don't want to hear it. The truth hurts, especially when you don't want to hear it. So I'm all right with people not wanting to tune in to, the, to hear the truth. I'm all right with people turning their backs on the truth and not realizing that when they do that, they're running towards a lie. I'm all right with that. 
because my truth is my truth. And my truth is that after going to Ghana and experiencing Ghana, my life, the idea of life changed to me. Just the very idea of life changed. And because of the very idea of life changed in me, I returned from Ghana a better person than I was when I went. Because I came, I, I never understood how important hospitality is. Because with hospitality comes a, a certain level of respect. It comes with a certain level of dignity, a certain level of integrity, a certain level of uh, sustenance, a certain level of, of love. Honesty, trust. I never even understood it like that until I went over to Ghana and I started seeing all of these characteristics played out by a people who was just being hospitable. They was just being hospitable. They was being themselves. That's it. They was being themselves. So. Me seeing that was just so impactful, very impactful, you know. And again, I'm going to uh, have other episodes or parts to this because I'm going to bring some friends on here and we're going to discuss our journey. We're going to discuss our healing. We're going to discuss how. Healing in the land of our mother made all the difference in who we came back as from God. Because no one can heal you like your mother. No one can heal you like your mother. A mother's touch is uncompared by anything else. A mother's touch. And we went over to the motherland to feel our mother's touch. And for that, I'm going to say, listen, again, I'll be back. This is my first real show since I've been back because it took me two, almost two weeks just to process it. I'm still processing the hospitality, the love. Even the trauma. I'm still processing some of the stuff I've seen. We'll say that I'm happy to be able to share with you all some of my experience in God. And with that, and with that, y'all, I'm going to say peace and love to those within the sound of my voice. And for those who cannot hear the sound of my voice, I say pass along the message because someone needs to be inspired.